When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Hockey. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. All right, time for Judd's Hockey Podcast. Lindsey Brown, Declan Goff, and Zolgad, and I'll just start with a simple statement. Is there any bigger jackass than Brad Marchand of the Boston Bruins? Other than me, no, I don't think there is. Oh, you don't don't come close. I mean, honest to God, this guy, and and Lindsey, I know you don't like Boston and the Bruins to start with, which is fine, but this guy... Honestly, I, I tweeted this last night. If I was a referee, I would look for an excuse to toss this guy from games as quickly as possible. He's just, I mean, he's a talented player, but what a yeah. jackass. Yeah, he's hes showing different shades of Martian that we're not, we've seen this before, but I don't think we've seen this much and this egregiousness from him. I think it's kind of on a, on a, on a level of an 11 right now. Uh, obviously, if you haven't seen the video uh, from the game last night, in which I think it was six to two, the Boston Bruins just smacked around the uh, the Carolina Hurricanes in Game Two. Um, but he basically like collared um, Justin Williams yeah. with his stick, and then Williams somehow got the penalty because his hand got caught on his chin strap as he was trying to I don't know get him off of his neck. Right. So yes, that's it's, right. It's 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 getting bad. It's getting awful. Patrick Royce. He was just talking about how much he loves. Uh... He oh man, right, nothing, like a, nothing like a visit There's from notes. Mr. Puck. And left. All I gotta say is the oh. semifinals of the NHL stink. Oh, oh wow. You gotta go to the NBA to see excitement. That's the first time that that's been said you know, in probably what ten years, yeah. basically. Well, he's not ro- he's, he's not, not wrong, wrong about this. Yeah, round. he's not. He's you not. You know what I figured out too? Mm. It's because hockey people want to tell basketball uh, yeah. folks that their playoffs Same. are great, and then basketball people come back and like, oh, you don't know it. Our sports better. It's this year. It's crystal clear, right? First round was awesome. And yes. It's been a slow and the burn NBA, the rest and of the, the NBA out. first round was not fun. Mm-hmm. And the NBA second round was absolutely great. Two game sevens on Sunday, mm-hmm. including that fantastic Raptors Sixers finish. Yeah. And the NBA, but and hockey second round's been disappointing or what? I mean, so you know what? It is what it is. This is what happens when you lose all the star players in the first round. That's what made it exciting. But this is where I think bills are due. Yeah. And and this is what you're seeing. And you're seeing you know a team like Boston, which is incredibly talented not really getting that much of a fight from Carolina at this point, who seems to have kind of run out of gas uh, as at least through the first two games, and they return to uh, Raleigh for games three and four next. But what do you think, Declan? What do you think about that series? Uh, well, I, I was a little shocked Carolina wasn't able to steal one on the road, and that game two performance was pretty putrid. Um, Zark was awful, and I would who? guess... 
Oh, the goal. Oh, I, Peter. You, oh, okay. You, just, you, just, exactly. you, didn't, you didn't pronounce it the way that I didn't recognize. Uh, it. Sorry. I, I would. I would guess he probably might. He might even get benched for game three. It wouldn't shock me at all. I don't know why they didn't um, pull him yesterday. I think for they look, I think they looked at it as the game was out of reach, and they didn't really want to burn. Yeah, macaroni, whatever the hell his macaroni. Name is. Yeah, they didn't want to burn him for for a meaningless meaningless appearance. So I think that I, I know. I know where you're coming from. Maybe they should have pulled him earlier. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should have pulled him earlier. But at that point, it was 5 nothing. I don't think it would have mattered that, that they, they bailed it in. But with Marshand, like, I think there's a difference between being like an agitator and just being an yes, ass. absolutely. Like, like Gabriel Landeskog is yeah. an agitator, and he yep. ruffles people's feathers. And, and, and there's a lot of people that don't like him. But I, I, there's a huge difference between what Marshand does and what he does. Like, mm-hmm. Landeskog, I think, does have a little bit more of class, and he has, he has a more of a purpose of what he's doing. And I don't think he has more class. I think purpose is a great no, purpose. No, he does have more class, and I'll give you, I'll give you the example why. All right. What, happened in, what happened in that game when the Lange got eliminated, Judd? You talked about it plenty on Score North oh, this he past took week. He took the blame. blame yep. what, is, what is Brad Marshand doing with the media right oh. now? Well, One word ba- answers. Well, I saw, but I saw on Sunday he was back to answering. Is that what he's because, doing now? Because I'm sure he's catching hell from the organization. Because even if he is in the right, it doesn't matter because it does not look good, especially on national television. Here's what I don't get: I don't get how in in an era now where it's very crystal clear that head trauma and concussions are a big deal, mm-hmm. and part of Marshawn's game is basically going for it, the the head. I mm-hmm. mean, the hit that he uh, distributed at, after the Columbus game when he hit the guy and he didn't get suspended from the back. Mm-hmm. So I just don't understand how his style of play is acceptable. Right. Like right. in 1975, go for it. You right. know, mm-hmm. Kenny Linsman, guys like that, Keith Acton, mm-hmm. awesome. But I don't understand how his style of play is tolerated. Yeah, especially with the emphasis that they put on head injuries, like you said, Judd. It's, and they're going to need to. And yeah. they need to. Yes, absolutely. So that it, that's what gets me about like the way he plays the game isn't really acceptable if we're going by the rules that we think that we're going by now. Mm-hmm. And to allow him to do that crap is, to me, allowing something that's going to end up in a really bad place. Yes, I, and I agree. And maybe he does this because this is how he motivates himself. This is how he gets himself going to play at the level that he does a lot of times. That's what the professional athletes have to do because as much as we like to think that, hey, they're getting paid tons of money and they're playing in the garden and it's the Stanley Cup playoffs – they're human beings too, and sometimes they're going to have lulls in terms of being like they they weren't playing well for the for, for in in the earlier rounds, and their line wasn't producing. So maybe this was his way of getting that motor going for himself and that line. But like you said, there is a line here, and I was okay with him early on. I was like, eh, this isn't the greatest thing I've I ever agree. seen from Marshan. But at you. this point, when he goes after that that video from last night with Justin Williams. It just kind of pushed it over the edge because it's like this. You're go- it's one thing to go after other agitators or young guys that are running their mouth. Yep. It's Justin Williams. And how does he get? And what I don't get is how, how does Marchand in that situation get the benefit of, of the doubt? I don't like know. Like you've got to even those if you're going to call a penalty yes. on on Williams, and then for him to pull that BS he did where, where he went and I think he was in front of uh, Williams in the penalty box and he did that showed the C's like you're the yeah. captain. I mean all this crap. Yeah. I just it, it's it. It drives me crazy because, to me, it's among the very things that they're trying to take out of the game, mm-hmm. and he's allowed to do it, and I'm not quite sure why. He's really, really good, but he's not good enough to allow that crap. No, and and players that are that good don't do that. Do teammates like him? I think so. I, th- I think, I think and we talked about this a couple a couple weeks ago in uh, a previous episode, but I think he's the perfect player for the Boston market. The liter- not that restaurant, the area. But <laughs> he... 
I guarantee you he is worshipped in that town because I've seen it, I've heard it, and the thing is, we've seen it just what happens in our country right now when people start going after other people and say that that's your person, people get defensive and then they double yeah. down on what they are. And they're like, well, Brad Marchand's an a-hole. He's our a-hole, though. We're going to ride or like, die with him. It's like Game of Thrones characters. Game you of Thrones. Yep, same, same thing. Same thing. Sorry, I don't watch the show. Okay, gotcha. It's okay. I didn't watch the show. That, I just had to throw in that one reference. I've cried we can move on. like four times. It's fine. I'm fine. You're crying today? Well, I, cried cried, I cried this morning. I saw on Twitter last night, and I don't watch it, but obviously people tweet about it, and they live tweet about it. It got heat last week, and I felt like people were not happy last night. So that, yeah. that's my only observation. I, I think people are just thieves of joy. I don't really understand yes, what, what is so but People seem to like wrong. the writing three episodes ago. They thought it was fantastic. Yeah, okay, and The writing is great. Yeah, the writing's been fine. The I show's think, great. I think okay. people think like they're off they, they wanted they wanted something to happen and they, then when it didn't happen they're like they're mad at the show right they're like i want a happy ending from game of thrones have you no. watched this from i don't know episode one and then i spoke on this from uh, on score north sundays yesterday which actually premiered um the other thing is i think a lot of people have start basically binged watch this show in like the last year okay and that they're feeling they're like well it's whatever People, some of us have been sitting with this for nearly a decade, and okay. I'm just like, I'm fine with this. My favorite character arguably got the biggest short end of the stick yet last night, yep. Daenerys Targaryen. And I'm not mad about it because it makes sense the way the story is going. But people, we can't have nice things. So it's sort of like sports. Yes. Well, like it's, it's not scripted out. It's not scripted out like people want. Exactly. So, exactly. Because shows that don't that, – see, I've, I've always thought that shows that don't end clean are better. Exactly. Like, you're not supposed to get it. It's not supposed to be like, oh, everyone's Life's happy. Life's not clean. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. Because I, I always thought, and, and I'm not a huge Seinfeld fan, but Seinfeld fans hated that last show because they're like, that made no sense. But I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought the more chaos that you give, the, the more that you basically flip the bird at your fans and are like, yeah. take it or leave it. I don't care. Yeah. Right. That's Absolutely. the best. Yeah. So, okay. Enjoy the ride. Go people. Game of Thrones. Enjoy thing. the ride. <laughs> Good for that. One episode to go. Do you take do you take much from uh, game one of what happened in San Jose between the Blues and the Sharks on Saturday, which was a Sharks route ultimately? I, I wasn't surprised that they that they got the win on home ice. These sharks just keep surprising me over and I, from the very start of this postseason. And and <laughs> Lindsay doesn't like you it. Like anybody? I, it, it's kind of you know what? It reminds me a lot of like what Portland has done in the NBA, where they just keep proving people wrong, even mm-hmm. though like ah, you know what? Not Portland, not San Jose, or in San Jose a little bit different styles and, and, and like eras of where their franchises are. But the Sharks just keep proving everyone wrong with their age and with their superstars. And St. Louis, you know, a little bit kind of the same thing. They were an underdog. No one expected them to get to the Western Conference Finals. Except for um, me. Except for Lindsay, I guess. Yeah. So I, no I think I think the Sharks probably do get this series. Uh, I think they get it in five or six. That is kind of my that is my I theory. mean it's just one game, so it is one game. I don't mean to be a Paul Pierce here, but I I, I think yeah, so. I, I think it's tired. a five or six. It's hard for me to predict. I think what we're seeing here is that for this entire season, including the regular season and the playoff season, Martin Jones was not at the top of his game. And it was not his best year. And clearly he has turned a switch of some sort since the first round. And this is a guy that has made a Stanley Cup run before who it, who has the capability to go on these types of runs. And it's he was their weakest link. This team has always been that good. But now that you're taking you know those one and a half goals away that he was giving up more on average... That's a huge deal, and especially with St. Louis, where 
they've they've done really well in the playoffs, but what's Tarasenko been doing? Where's yeah. he been? Where, that's where ter- but he? that's him. Right. And that's, that's the him. thing is that and then with, when he's not going, then more of the focus goes goes to ROR and this all kind of dismantles itself by taking on one person. That's why it's a team and an individual game in itself. And I just think that just Marty Jones is just shutting it down and giving his team so much confidence right now that yep. they're not getting lucky bounces, not getting those weird goals. That stuff eats away at teams' confidences, especially teams that kind of have been painted as a team of destiny in the playoffs. Do you guys recall it was the Blues Wild Series at the Wild? I think it's the last time that the Wild won a first-round playoff series, and they beat the Blues and then lost to Chicago in the second round. Good times. And I remember being actively mad at Tarasenko. Because he had a few games in that series where oh, he yeah. was dominant. He's just invi- yeah, and, he, and, and it's like you are right. watching one of the best players in this league. Mm-hmm. And then he had and then he had games within that same series where he would just float around. No, and, it, and but it, it, but it makes me as a sports fan, it makes me mad because I'm like, dude, one, you are beyond talented. Two, I want to see that. Like, uh, okay, it's fun if the Wild wins, but Tarasenko, if he plays. Up to his yep. best is consistently yep. unbelievable, unbelievable. And I, I remember I left that series being like, I will never trust this guy ever again because mm-hmm. he's got it, but he don't use it, and it's not. I don't think he was hurt. I just think it's him. And there right. can there can be moments in hockey where you're unnoticeable and it's fine, mm-hmm. but when you're Tarasenko, oh, sure, yeah. yes, right. When you're Vladimir Tarasenko Absolutely. and you show that you could single handedly change the course of this game, and then you're unnoticeable in the way that this isn't who you are. You know, if you're a rookie or if you're if you're someone that's just trying to get his feet wet, unnoticeable can be a good thing. Right. It can be a very good thing. But with Tarasenko, yeah, it, it, it can be extremely frustrating. He's a specialty player. He's a goal scorer. He's a talented guy. That's where – and if he's not doing what he's supposed to do, he doesn't offer that team nearly enough in the other aspects of his game for – not to say that he shouldn't be out there, but he, he doesn't give that much more outside of his scoring capabilities. He's not a Patrice Bergeron who could never make it on the score sheet, but every single time he steps on that ice, he's being productive and he's doing good things and ma- and – it's about his overall game rather than his offensive capabilities or output. I also sense that he shuts himself down. Yes, like I've seen he series. He can't work out of funks very well. He's he's weak in that way. But I've seen I've seen series where teams address players, and it's quite clear that said superstar is being frustrated. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, that's a great job by Team A of shutting down superstar on Team B. Yep. Tarasenko in that I I think in that first round series he literally came to play some nights, and then on some nights it was like he shut himself down. Like, there was nothing. It didn't look like the Wild was taking a special tact in, let's say, games two, four, and six. They didn't six. have to do it right. every shift. They right. just had to get him off for a little bit, and so then he would the, take care of the rest so himself. What, mm-hmm. what Walls did to Forsberg in the first round against the Avs in 2003 was like, holy cow, this is really impressive. And Forsberg really wants it, but he can't get to it because of West Walls. Mm-hmm. Tarasenko in that series, I was just like, oh, the dude, uh, he doesn't seem to care. Right. And then the next game, he'd come back, and he Right. He'll try it in the first period, and if he gets shut down a couple times, he's like, well, not my day. Exactly. And then he, that's what he does. And those are the types of players that I loved playing against that pretty much everybody loved playing against because that just means less work for you and less, you know, mental gymnastics that you're trying to inflict on them. And if you make one or two good saves off said player, Mm -hmm. they might very well just decide that it's not their day. And so now now with that player, your day is done. And I feel like we see that more in the last few years, and I don't know if it's a generational thing or, or whatever else, but there are a lot of those high-end scores, Nathan McKinnon being one of those, that when his confidence isn't that high, and you've seen, and we, before they were eliminated, you were seeing him kind of Brandon help. Brandon a dirty player. He needs to go. 
Oh, boy. Hold on. Let Lynn's finish her thought. No, it's and, okay. It's and already we'll gone. It's Just already gone. It's my takes. I have hockey takes. Give yeah. her a second. Give, her, give no. Danny Cunningham. No. Give her a second to finish. I will, I will, second I will hijack of this show. Before. Okay, hold on a second here. Royce, came in before. Let's do this. Let's do this. Since you've been a pain in the ass to this show since the day it started. I mean a pain in the ass. Hold on a second. Okay. You are getting two minutes to give right. your hockey takes. Two minutes. I'm going to give you the microphone. Minutes. Two minutes. It's a penalty. It's a minor penalty. Ready? And go ahead. Go. What do you mean two minutes? Two minutes is not nearly enough time for all of the hockey takes that I have stored up in my brain, John. After the Stanley Cup playoffs that we've down. been having, I can have my phone wherever I want. I'm looking at Stephen A. Smith, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. Basketball. <laughs> Mr. Basketball. Mr. Smith. Hockey. Okay, the greatest entertainer that we have. But the playoffs in the NHL have been great. The second round, though, it hasn't been as good as the first round. The first round was awesome. I loved seeing Columbus. The, third round now, the, the second round wasn't that good, though. Okay? The third round's not that good, either. A 2-0 series, Boston over Carolina, no one wants that. I want Carolina to be good. It's not as much fun. The jerks just can't win. It's not fun. I don't want to see the Bruins advance. What does Boston need to win anymore for? It, two minutes it's is a, a long, long time. time. You, you think Especially it wasn't long enough? Not even, you're not it's even a minor. A shift right this now. is a minor. <laughs> I'm through a shift. They don't stay on the ice for more than 40 Ryan seconds. Ryan Suter does. No, that's no it. one ever does. Exactly. Only I'm, Suter I'm does. through a shift. Yeah. He's Ryan Suter of this of this podcast. He just doesn't want to leave the ice. We don't want him on here. And we, if he, he, what do you he costs, mean you don't want you, me on You cost too much money. We I'm want invited on every week. You have one minute remaining. I am invited on this podcast every single week. Wait till Lou Nanny has me on his podcast. That's going to be great. It's going to break numbers here at Score North. I'm sure he's lined up outside. It's going to be absolutely amazing. I'm excited for the Stanley Cup Finals, though. Are those games actually going to be on NBC? Because these games are just on NBCSN and no one can find them. Well, that, yeah, that's are, part of the on problem N- with hockey. They're on NBC last. The the Canes game was on true NBC last But more year. of them are on NBCSN, right. and that's a big problem right. with hockey. Boston's going to win the title because Boston wins everything, and it's just not fair. I mean, they've gone a hundred and some days since the the Patriots won the Super Bowl, and they're already thirsting for another championship. I'm sick and tired of parades happening in Boston. There's going to be another one. It's terrible. No one wants to see that. Although, I mean, Charlie Coyle, he's just being powered by the tribute video that the Wild gave him. It's really impressive to see that he's still oh, man, just using here. the strength of that video to power the Bruins through the playoff. It's really, really impressive. This has been by far the best two minutes of Judd's Hockey Show in the history of Judd's Hockey Show, was it not? It's low bar. All right. All right. Thanks, Danny Cunningham. Bye. Uh, thanks, Danny. Next week, I've got more takes. Don't worry. Stanley Cup Finals coming up soon. All right. Declan, you got to cut those two out. Got it. No, you don't. Bye, Danny. Bye, Danny. I'll be back. Bye, Danny. Go back to your Stephen A. Smith uh, hot take videos. Stay off. All right. Well, there was that. Well, he got his two minutes. He got. got, got his. Okay, bye. Bye, Danny. Go. Got to figure out a lock on that door. Uh, you know what? I told him that yesterday, and I and he adroitly pointed out there is no lock on that ah, door. Unfortunately, well, tell you, you what, go. we're gonna we're gonna put some bookshelves over there. Is that what I said? Go. We could put a I said we could put a chair against that door, or, and a, or seal it up. Some like Ferris Bueller or something. We could put, like a pie in the face if someone tries to open the door. But you know, but that might be a that might be a boss. That though. might be an issue. We should just put up a sign that says like flu shots in here, yep. and then nobody will come in here. Yep. That's the way to do it. Oh, I like it. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? Since this is a hockey show, mumps. Mumps? Oh, yeah. Mom, so people, really people wouldn't come in for sure. Yeah, put it all over the door handle. <laughs> so our, our uh, St. Louis and Carolina, and again, it's for the Blues, one game in. So this might be premature. But mm-hmm. as we record this on Monday, do you think they're just worn down too? Because, you know, in, in both their cases, the wild card their teams. dash from they, December Well, on. yeah. And yeah. I believe, I think I heard this correctly. I think it was like December. It was like early January or so, perhaps. They are in last place, yeah. St. Louis was in last place in the entire league, and Carolina was like 24th or something. Mm-hmm. So, because they do 
Carolina, especially now, just seems to be at the end of the road, sort of mentally mm-hmm. and physically. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think uh, a lot of it, like the a- expert, Danny Cunningham, said the second round wasn't as exciting. And that's not just on viewership. For the players as well, it wasn't as much of a adrenaline rush first round. So maybe you're seeing that now that they've kind of settled a little bit. It's hard to get that restarted. And both of those teams, like you said, Judd, have been basically playing playoff hockey since January. That's a long time to be in do-or-die mode. And once you allow yourself to rest, I remember when – I would get home Christmas break in college that, you know, you have finals, you have the season, and then the first day you get home, for the next three days, there was nothing done. You were just a pile because your body goes into like, oh, you were you were basically sleeping for five hours a night and have been going like a crazy person. This is the point where you need to shut it down, and maybe that's where they are. They're having trouble to get that thing started, and there's just not enough momentum to help push them in the other way. Yeah, typical cliche for game threes and game fives. I mean, if, if Carolina can't pull off a home win here, I, I think it's yeah, that's, I think it's done. Oh, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're toast. Yeah, they're, 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 sure. they're, they're cooked. But I, they might get a boost from that fan base yep. because that arena has been nuts, and, and they haven't been there back there this round yet. So maybe it will be. Maybe it'll work out. Yeah, and I feel like the Blue Series for sure is not done yet. No. It's just that, that I was a little bit surprised by how things went in that first game. Yeah. Uh, with, and, and Bennington, I mean, I don't think that that was his fault. No. The Mm-mm. Blues defensively looked absolutely awful. But mm-hmm. Declan's right. The Sharks are a weird team because I kept trying to write them off and being like, cause, and they don't, and I don't know why, they don't really excite me that much. They don't. It's just because we've seen them so consistently, I think. And Burns and Carlson, you know, are fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. So it's not it like sure they don't great. have. Like, Carlson is an absolute gift to watch when he's playing really well. It is 100%. But you know who's been most impressive for that team? Tomas Hurdle. He's, yeah, he's a good he's player. The, as much as they like to say that Pavelski's the one, and he's the captain, and he, he's very important, but Hurdle has been the unsung, and he's getting a little bit of recognition now, uh, hero of that team. And I did not expect that from him when he came into the league a few years back. Remember when in those first few games that he had, and he did the deke of the goalie where he put it between his legs. And the Rangers people, game. Yeah, and Absolutely. people were beside themselves. Well, they were mad. They, yeah, because they're disrespectful, yeah. disrespectful to the game. And now, like, and it was like his fourth my goal. dog scores goals like that now. Yeah, now there it is. Like, exactly. Everyone does it. A Stella reference. Stella scores goals. No, right. I'm serious. You watch every game now. It's like some guy trying to put the puck between right. his legs. And, and, that's, and, right. that's, and that's a good thing because the league is moving in a more fun, positive direction. And then you have people like Don Cherry who try to say, like, that's sh- that but doesn't gra- belong here. But it's great because then the Hurricanes make T-shirts off of that. Exactly. The Don Cherry stuff is fantastic. It's awesome. Because it's the, the old school stuff's hilarious mm-hmm. because then it, it can be used. And and he can't say that he, he isn't enjoying this because I guarantee you about 90% of the people down here that aren't hardcore hockey fans had no idea who he was oh, until no he started. So his brand has really taken you, off since if, then. If you're, if you're a sports fan in Carolina and – just got on the bandwagon to watch the Hurricanes now, you probably have no idea what well, Hockey Night even is. Everybody in general who's a semi-hockey fan that doesn't follow it super closely, but it's it's been great. It's, yeah. That's one of the great storylines of the whole of the whole season. Yeah, don't get my brother started on it. I had to keep him away from this podcast for five days when he was in town this last week. He's so. down in Carolina, right? Yeah, he's down in, down in Cary, which is the next town over so from So he, he's a fan? Yeah, I, uh, he's a fan of hockey. I wouldn't Has say he he's a big fan wild? of the Hurricane. No, he still loves the wild. He has a wild flag hanging out instead of the American flag. Which I tell him he was in the military. Antibiotics are doing more things that are worse for him. He than served not. our country for six years. There's not an American flag out there. There's a wild flag in the middle of his flagpole in, in, in the front of his house. I'm worried about him. Yep, me too. <laughs> Talk about a last That's what I've been stand. Just be like the one lonely wild, wild. flag just and flapping. People in, in Carolina the wind. would be like, and Kerry would be like, who the hell? Is that what? a junior right. team? Yeah, what team? What is softball that? team does yeah. your kid yeah, play exactly. for? Yeah, exactly. Softball yes. or baseball? Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
Last thing, do we think that it helps the Wild organization ultimately that their AHL team is making a run in the playoffs? Because this that team with Fletcher was awful. Oh, they're so bad. Well, they, I mean, they decimated it, to Yeah, be and they didn't make the playoffs. No. But, you know, Fenton was assistant GM in Nashville and was GM then of the Admirals uh, in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. which was the top club for the Predators. And when Fenton got here, he said, I want, I want our AHL team to be good. They have to be. Uh, and they've been good. It, it, that's what yeah. a good so organization does, so is. So does this yep. I think it depends. I think it depends on what – is it helpful as the for the team to be successful? Yes. But with players down there, there there have been some rumblings and some rumors of some uneasiness with some players that are down there. But, uh, Declan, who was the kid that they just recently signed? That's the Gerald, 20- Gerald Mayhew. Gerald Mayhew. Uh, he scored a big goal, right? He's, score, he's scoring yeah. all over the place. Okay. 27 and, goals. Iowa record. And, franchise record. And he was wow. undrafted and he and he's kind of like one of those late bloomers come out of nowhere. And this this organization is one of those that has severely lacked on like hitting on undiscovered talent. Absolutely. And that's what... and that's and he represents that. So I'm glad that, that that they gave him a chance and that they're in that mode where they're like, let's take a look at this guy who's who's a little bit older and maybe we missed on and seeing I think that's what a good organization, a healthy organization needs to do to sustain a healthy winning culture. When uh, Phil surprised with John Butchergrass on the Mackie and Judd show last week, uh, he, that, that's what he said. That's what he. It's imperative that that's what he they hit. Yeah, seriously, that they hit on the late round draft picks, and that's why Boston's been so successful. That's mm-hmm. why San Jose's been successful. You got it. it it's hard to find the diamonds rounder. in the rough. I mean that. To, to trade it to football, I mean that's what that's what made Spielman and the Vikings so successful is finding these random guys outside of the first Daniel round. Hunter, all yeah, those guys absolutely. are late rounders. And I think mm-hmm. you look, you know, you look up and down. And there's a lot of players that have put up big numbers in the AHL, but you know that's where what Lindsay said. You had to read between the lines a little bit. It's great for the team, but what does that really mean for the Wild itself? You know, right. Cal O'Reilly is, been, is a guy who's been a veteran, has been floated around a billion teams, and he led the team in points this year. Is he a guy that you that's could, my question? You could bring up and be a like, fourth can line. These guys, can could these he be? Guy, a, yeah. Can these guys? Now translate that success to being here and not necessarily being top six forwards, but say mm-hmm. get into a role. That top nine, yeah, or fourth liners because that's the thing. Now in this league, you got to go four deep, mm-hmm. yeah. four lines deep. Mm-hmm. You can't not. You can't be like, oh, we got two really good and, lines. Yeah. You got to go four lines. Kyle Kyle Rao was on that. Played a majority of his season on there too, and he's another guy that I think could possibly come up here and play. Um, Dmitry Sokolov was it was a was a bigger draft pick, a Russian kid that I think Flair said was a top-round pick, but his skating sucked, i.e. every Russian prospect that ever comes through. Um, so I, I think there are some players that you look at and you're like, okay, maybe there can be good training camp stories and they could earn a job. But you definitely don't look at like Mayhew, who's been a great story, and think, well, he'd really have to work his butt off and circumstances would have to line him up to be in a top-six role. But and and the other thing is too from a from a psych standpoint as well is that you have young guys on every NHL roster that are on two way contracts and they get sent down, and when you get sent down as a player, you view that as a demotion. And most of the time, it is. But when you're getting demoted to a team that's like an absolute dumpster fire, it seems like a way worse punishment, and it seems like the team doesn't really care about their farm team, and then therefore doesn't really care about you. So by having that team be successful, having that ability to be like, hey. You're not performing as well as we'd like you to be. We want to send you down and make sure you get more minutes and that it's a winning culture down there and they're not being expected to carry you know, a bad team and they're focusing on what their game is. That just overall for the health of the players as well, I think is very helpful. All right. Final thoughts? Final thoughts. 
Declan, Lindsay, I think we're done. Uh, I think we're done. I'm excited. I, I just want the NHL draft to be here. I want. Yes. I want something to talk. World I want, championships. I want you guys Fenton. watching it all? I did not, not watch really. it. Early morning. No. no. Not really. NHL Network. Are you? Is that like? Is that the start of your day before like you come into work? Three thirty in the morning. Judd wakes up, turns on the TV. No, I actually caught the, the U.S. was playing Finland this morning when I got in my car and it was on the satellite radio. And then I came in here and watched. It was uh, it was tied up after two though. Okay, gotcha. When I had to start, but. And it, the World Championships is fine. I, it doesn't do much for me. No, it's fine. It's a lot of guys that I'm surprised go, to be honest with you. Yeah. Tavares got injured again. How about that? Yeah. And so he could. So he he didn't go because he got hurt, right? No, I thought he was over there and he got oh, injured. He and was, remember, he was in the Olympics and I broke his leg. Was, That's I, a big reason why they're not in the Olympics If right I was now. a GM, I would not want my players going no. to any of these. In basketball, too, I hate this. I don't care if you... Your your country's not paying you. It drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah. well, Olympics no, are one thing, and world championships no, are a different thing. No, but I'm saying basketball has a bunch of these like yes. champ, like championship FIBA. Term- yeah. Yep. No, thank you. If I pay you, mm-hmm. if I pay you, you're not going. I would put that in everyone's contract. Yeah. And I don't care how much you love your country. Then do that when you're done. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah, no, you. I'm with you. If it's the Olympics. I don't like it, but I would begrudgingly not For the growth ever... of the game, it's yes. good. I would not block a player from doing it. World Championships does nothing. World Championships, I'd be like, you're not going to that. Right. No, 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 no. All right. All right. Bye. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.